welcome, folks, to another edition of Desperately Seeking Entertainment. I am one of your hosts, Chris Peterson, founder of Onstage Blog. I am thrilled to be joining you in in picture, in person, a little bit more. I mean, we're we're trying this out. We'll see how it works. But joining me, as always, is Mr. Ben Frawley. How are you, sir? What's up, Chris? What's up, people around the internet out there? We're joining you live with video and sound and all that stuff. Dude, I'm jacked up. I got my my shoes off, as always, Henry Rollins style, where you just like, you know, tear stuff up on the podcast. I got tons of content. Chris, we were supposed to do this last week. We were. And, and now I have an extra week of stuff, just stuff <laughs> in my head. And I don't know, I just need to release all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just going to be just a blasting type of show. Like you're just... Just unloading all over the place. Yeah. I'm skipping a bunch. Like, I mean, seriously, like me and Katie, we went nuts like last weekend. We watched so much TV. It was, it was almost like negligent. I, I probably for our bodies and everything. It right. was terrible, but yeah, it was great. I love it. I love it. Well, folks, as you can see, we're doing this video this time around. I mean, if you're listening to this on Spotify and Apple podcast, great. Thank you for listening in to the audio version, but uh, we are going to post the video of this of this podcast on our Facebook page, uh, and and see how it goes. Because uh, yeah. a lot of people tell me I've got a I've got a face for radio, so you know, <laughs> let's let's try it out. Let's try face, it out. I got a face for backstage work, <laughs> right? <Exactly. laughs> Rigging crew, you know, like hanging scrims and stuff. You know, you exactly. look great back here in this darkness. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, Ben, you know, we're joined together by technology, but I am doing this from Long Island and Ben is in upstate New York, just outside Syracuse. So yeah. um, let's do it. Let's do it. But folks, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast or watching us, uh, what we like to do is basically bring some interesting stories, tidbits from the world of entertainment and bring it to this podcast. And the kicker is I have no idea what Ben is going to have in store for me. And he's got no idea what's on my mind either. So what you're going to see in here is a live, genuine conversation with no preparation whatsoever. So everything's spontaneous. I love it. So Ben, Kick us off, man. What what do you have? What's what's on your mind? All right, Chris. Last weekend, Katie and I, we've been messing around with streaming services, right? We always talk on this podcast about streaming services. What should we get? How you know, whatever. And we finally pulled the trigger on something, Chris. Chris, something that you see advertisements for all the time. And that app is called Shudder. As you know, oh. I'm a giant horror movie fan. And there was a couple movies that got released to this pl- platform, the streaming service, and there's a couple more coming out. Uh, that I can't wait to watch. Um, they have um, Psycho Goreman is coming out on there. That's coming up in a week. <laughs> if you haven't seen the trailer for it, it looks fabulous. And then they have an unreleased George A. Romero movie coming out uh, next, like around my birthday next month. So I can't can't wait for that. That wow. looks crazy. It's called like Amusement Park or something. It looks amazing. So I'll have full reviews of those. Um, but the reason why we got Shutter, Joe Bob Briggs is on there, who used to host like, you know, crappy movies on TNT all the time. Joe Bob's driving. Got his, got his autograph in the man cave over there. But I got it for a movie called Fried Berry. Chris, have you heard about Fried Berry? <laughs> no, I haven't. Now, Fried Berry is spelled B-A-R-R-Y. Fried Berry. South African movie. Ooh. All right? And now, I like to get into the midnight cinema, right? The occult. Occult cinema. Occult cinema and occult cinema. <laughs> and occult period. <laughs> <laughs> and so this movie has it all. It's on Shutter, which is primarily horror movies, right? And so you're like, mm-hmm. all right. And you watch the trailer, you're like, all right, maybe it's like a horror movie. There is a chainsaw fight. Not going to lie in there. <laughs> Spoiler alert, chainsaw fight. Uh, but this movie is a little horror movie, 
little sci-fi movie, and then little kind of Hunter S. Thompson drug trip-out movie. Ooh. And your main character ingests every uh, – Chris, while we're talking, you got to look up this guy's face, Fried Berry. Just, just Google Fried Berry. You got to look him up while I'm talking, all right? So I thought – all right, folks, this is a South African movie. Everyone has ridiculous accents, kind of like District 9 accents. Oh, boy. It is, it is definitely one of those. I thought he was a CGI character, dude. I thought this guy was a fake person. I don't, you see him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they found this guy. And yeah, can, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, this guy right there. Yeah. It's freaking me out. He, <laughs> Chris, when I tell you he takes every type of drug in the movie and every woman that he runs into just wants to have total full on sex with him at all times. That's what happens in this movie. It's so ridiculous. He stops a serial killer. He gets abducted by aliens. It's all over the place. I, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, this movie just goes out of a cannon just like that. So high recommendation for Fried Berry. I think it's my, I mean, it's my messed up movie of the year. It is definitely my most memorable movie of the year. And, you know, Chris, we got a lot of content out there. You got to dig through all these apps and stuff. Um, this one this one was memorable. I made poor Katie sit through it. <laughs> and she was like, what the hell did I just watch? It was awesome. Uh, Chris, so Shudder, have you heard about it? Are you interested in it? I know you're not a big horror movie person, but like, what's what do you, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I like the concept of it, and I've heard of Shudder before, and I've heard, I can't remember what, a couple podcasts have mentioned it and things like that in the past. And so, um, yeah, no, I find it interesting. Um but yeah, with your endorsement, I might ch- I might check it out now because you know there's there's a good amount of quality content on there. Uh, I'm there, um, but it's got to be. See, it's weird. Like horror and I are have a weird relationship where like mm. it's I have to be genuinely freaked out and scared. I can't I can't you you my friend get into all the sorts of the campiness oh. and, and all yeah. the different types of things. I I can't go down the, some of those roads with you, but. Um, if it's something that truly like disturbs me, hell yes. So, um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. So that was like the most memorable movie we watched this weekend. We also watched, um, oh man, what's his name? Um, Steven Jung from the walking dead. Yeah. Glenn, he was in a movie, uh, um, came out in like 2017 where, uh, a global pandemic occurs <laughs> and these people get quarantined. They use these words and it's so weird. And the CDC is there. I'm like, what? It's a fortune telling thing. But, um, the disease that they're dealing with, uh, it takes out your super ego. So you just want to have sex and kill people all the time. And then he wants to kill his boss. But if you have the disease in you before, like the antidote gets in you, you're free of all legal entanglements. So he wants to murder him before, you know, the antidote starts working. It's pretty sweet. Great movie. Uh, we watched that one. Uh, there was one called uh, Dark. Oh, man. Dark and creepy. Dark and sinister. I don't know. Something like that. That was a newer movie. That was pretty good. And then we watched one called Hosts. I mean, we were on a tear. So nice. I just want to say, um, I think, and I've read some reviews on it. Like I went out and did some research. I think this, as you know, like when you start up a new streaming platform, it takes a while to grow a library. I think this is worth it. Five bucks a month. Okay. All right. Um, they got the classics, got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, some Italian horror. That's that's my that's my wheelhouse, of course. I've seen them all. 
But the Joe Bob Briggs, so Joe Bob Briggs hosts um, the last drive-in where he does a little intro of the movie, talks about like the making of the movie. So he, he did Mayhem on there. So you got to hear it was made in like, oh, where was it made? Like Syria or something? Somewhere weird. And the, the, I don't know. It's, it's, so he talks about the making of the movie. Great stuff, dude. So I just, high recommendation for Shudder. If you're into horror movies, um, why, what are you doing? Just get on there. Um, if you're into kind of, I don't know, they're coming out with new bandwagon so high recommendation chris nice good stuff man good stuff um all right well actually i'm gonna switch my order around since you brought up movies i've got a movie Mm. i gotta talk about so i finally got around to watching tenant the christopher nolan tenant movie me too sir me too did you when did when did you see it i watched it on last sunday okay perfect perfect yeah because i'm so glad you recently saw it Cause I have no idea what the hell that movie is about. I watched it twice. I watched the whole thing twice and I have no idea what happened. Like by the time and spoiler alert people, by the way, I will we'll put, oh, some spoilers yeah, put the spoiler alert. Put we need to spoiler. this movie. Um, by the time he meets up with that, like woman who explains in inversion to him, I'm gone. Yeah. Like I'm lost. I'm like, what, what he needs to drop the bullet. The bullet thinks that it's been dropped. What? So, I'm watching this movie. I have no idea what's happening. It's just words being thrown at me. And then there's yeah. like a battle scene at the end where you've got two like teams of like seal teams that are one's inverted. The others, I'm like, what is that a time travel movie? So my question is a, what, yeah. what the hell is the movie about? B um, it, it's, it's my least favorite Nolan film um, oh, by far. By far. And by it's, far. it's, it's one of those movies where it's like Nolan probably really needed someone on set to tell him no. Like, say, Chris, this this doesn't make sense. <laughs> this movie, yeah. this is a weird movie for you. And um, you know, I don't. It's weird. Like he, had, is, we're talking about a director that's an event level director. I'm not going to yeah. miss any one of his movies. Um, I mean, it. But this is just this is just weird movie. Ben, your thoughts on Tenet? Go ahead. All right, my my thought. This is my really quick and dirty review, and we'll get into it. But um, so Interstellar was like this. Ha- played with time. Played with yeah. Yeah. um, you know, with a very confusing topics. Very confusing, you know. Sp- played with space time continuum stuff. But here's the difference between Tenet and Interstellar. There's a- <laughs> you had Matthew McConaughey. All right, that guy's charm. And, and his cha, you know, if you play D&D, his cha is off the – his charisma is off the chain, right? I mean, so in Tenet, listen, your main character, that guy from uh, Ballers, great actor, right? Robert Pattinson, the sparkly vampire, he's always good. But freaking um, – I didn't care about any of these characters whatsoever. I didn't give a <laughs> shit. They could have died. They could have been inverted. They could have been walking forward or backwards, speaking in reverse, picking up bullets, shooting bullets, taking bullets. I don't give a shit. Did not give a shit. And that's the big difference, Chris. You feel me? Like, Interstellar, there was a lot of setup. Don't get me wrong. Not a perfect movie. A lot of slow parts. But goddamn. When Matthew McConaughey finally meets his daughter again? Come on. Tears. Yeah. yeah, If if you're into that movie just a little bit, you actually give a shit about the human race and Matthew McConaughey. Because he's charming as hell. You're just like, I don't know what's going on. We're in a water planet. Now we're moving slow. Now we're moving fast in space like you're just all in man and so that was my biggest concern with this movie is the second you got confused you, you the second you didn't give a shit you feel me yeah 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 no i was i'm right there with you and i love john david washington as an actor yeah. i mean the yeah. fact that he's 
He's Denzel's son. He sounds just like his dad. Um, has a little bit of that that Denzel swagger, but kind of he's also a different actor. Like you, you can see there's differences totally different. between the two, yeah. which I love. I'm, yeah. I appreciate that. And yeah, by the way, and, and that's not the problem. That's not. No, and, and I, he's I don't want to. Yeah. And I love Robert Pattinson his career. You know because I covered. Um, oh my God. Uh, what was the movie with uh, William Defoe last year? Oh, The year? Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Fabulous movie. His acting in that is fabulous. Go toe to toe with William Defoe. Just yeah, you just try, <laughs> right? And he did, and he succeeded. <laughs> and uh, Washington is great too. And just, I think the concept just ate that script up. Yeah. It was actually like that plot just ate their character. There was no time for character. They had one scene where they shared a drink together, and they're like, "Yeah, man, someday we'll get together." That was it, and they didn't talk. I don't know, Chris. All right. You want to get into the nitty gritty of this movie? Well, it just, it felt like the plot was written on a napkin and they couldn't figure out how to expand it into a two and a half hour long movie. Um, it just, it's just, it's like, what if, yeah, well, let's play around with time and inversion and blah, blah, blah. Great. But how do you make a movie around that? And the other problem I have with a lot of Nolan stuff is like, he takes, you know, what's the cool new stunt that kids are doing these days is it bungee jumping is it is it that like glide uh, boating whatever they do like midway through that movie he takes these like ridiculous stunts that people are doing and it's like yeah i'll put that in my movie we'll make it work <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't and so no. Like, there's no there's no reason for them to go boating the way that they did he just wanted to show a really cool boating scene um <laughs> like what is happening and so that's i think that problem is it is that they started this movie. They obviously had a script completed, but I don't think they ever really fleshed out the idea. And I think as they were filming it, they're like, Oh crap, this makes no sense. Let's try to see what we can do to salvage this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know, dude. I just feel like, all right. There's a couple things that were really obvious for such a complicated thing. I knew when they got into a fight with the guy in the flag suit, I knew it was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, about an hour before the end, the movie ended, I knew that it was that girl jumping off the boat. So it was it was weird. For a movie being so complex, the mysteries were actually extremely easy to s- solve. Yeah. Where, like, there's more mystery in the movie Clue, which is a... And, like, in that one, I'm like, who did this thing? I, I don't know what's going on. Freaking, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you. And it's like, it's just, it's one of those things where I think, I think it's, I call it the M. Night Shyamalan disease, where it's like, you get so, not full of yourself, but you get so in your head of like, I'm Christopher Nolan, I make these really complex movies that seem to come together in the last five minutes, and then you're like, aha, you know, he does this, and I think the problem is that, you know, he overthinks it, and this is just a product of that, and for a guy that that desperately wants to direct a Bond, James Bond movie, this is probably the closest thing we've seen to him do a you know a James Bondish movie. Just make a James Bond movie. You're freaking Christopher Nolan. Just yeah. say, hey, I want to do a Bond movie. They're gonna be like, great, here, you know. So, um, without having yeah. to go, go all crazy with it, but, um, yeah, it just it just was a weird movie start to finish. And I've I've never there's movies where I don't you, like you said like I don't care about anything that happens, so I I, I feel no emotional heights whatsoever. But like I've never been in a movie theater where I'm literally like I don't understand a single thing that's happening in this movie, and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know what? Like the first movie I reviewed on this podcast, Fried Berry, Kate, I, I cared way more about that guy. 
And you saw the picture of him. He's nuts looking. I, I was like, what is it? what's going to happen to Barry? I hope he doesn't die or something. I loved I love him. It. I love it. I love there's it. There's one part. Of, uh, yeah, I want to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many parts. But anyway, I'm so much more excited for that, it's, which is weird. Like, and I don't know. Like, Chris, it's still Christopher Nolan and beautiful shots. I think in the opening scene when they're diffusing all the bombs, that was very confusing, too. I don't don't know what's going on. Um, but just there's these sweeping, panning, tracking shots across the floor as like all the SWAT teams rolling in and stuff. And I'm like, it looks like Batman Begins or something. It just looks so beautiful. Or The Dark Knight. It's just like, oh, man, the guy can shoot a movie. And I'm like, here we go. And then it just, I don't know. I, I get it. So, Chris, I, I, it. I think that's what was going on. Speaking of James Bond, here's the concept on a napkin. James Bond has to fight a villain that can invert time, right? So the movie's going to be totally backwards. We're actually going to watch the climax before it happens. Cool. Here's my cocktail napkin. Here, give this to a producer. Freaking love. I love the concept. I understand what the movie's going for, but I have to give a shit on the way in. You yeah. know what I mean? I have to. And, and that was my biggest. That was my biggest, and I can nitpick about the movie and this and that, but that's just distracting itself. You know what I mean? Everyone, like, I think on the internet, everyone watched it this weekend like we did, and everyone was like, you know, oh, you know, you people out there, you just don't understand film. You don't understand what he was trying to do. That's not, get out of my face. You know, just right. get out of my face. Because I kind of get it. And Christopher Nolan has been known to do high concept things like Memento. Freaking a, a guy, Pierce, that's fine who killed his wife. and tattooing himself and and you know joey pants is in there crazy concept should be wicked confusing but that movie is regarded as one of the best debut films of all time um Definitely. yeah dude yeah dude yeah good stuff man good stuff yeah. um all right what do you got for your number two this week all right number two um let's switch it up chris you ready to switch it up let's do it i want to talk about covid I want to talk Ooh. about covid and things opening back up so we've been more and more things, more and more things out there, and just trying to adventure out. And um, the Red Sox just announced that Fenway will be at full capacity May 29th. Whoa. Chris, what are your thoughts on full capacity outdoor events? Were you too soon? How do you trust people? Like, oh yeah, I'm vaccinated, man. It's cool. I don't have a mask. On. How can we trust people like that? Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, we can't. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> we, we just can't. And yeah. I think I think it's one of those situations where it's like if you are a vaccinated person, you're going to be fine. If you're yeah. if you're an idiot that is lying and saying that you're vaccinated and not and coming in and not wearing a mask and being around all these people, good luck to you. Good luck. I hope you I hope you survive it because um, that's just stupidity run amok and. Um, yeah, no, I was actually going to talk about this too. So I'm glad you brought this up uh, about this because, um, it, it's, it was like last week when it was like on Tuesday we had, we, we needed to wear masks. And then on Wednesday it was announced that we don't need to wear masks. So it was like this overnight thing. No one was ready for it. No yeah. one was expecting it. And it's like, what the hell does this mean? And it's funny. Like I was in an airport literally the next day after this announcement came and everybody in the airport's confused. Like, do I, do I take my mask off? No. You have to keep it on in airports. Oh, okay. And then, so it was, it just, it just was all this confusion. Now, would I, as a fully vaccinated person, 
go to a Red Sox game right now? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Okay. I would be a little anxious without a mask. I would go with, with a mask. Absolutely. hundred percent. I would go, but taking the mask off with, you know, 30,000 fans there, I, I would still feel a little leery, at least, you know, for me, but, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's that weird. Like, do I trust it? Do I not trust it? Um, type of thing. But, uh, I'm all for it. I think the, the sooner that we can get back to normalcy, the better. Um, I think it would help a lot of people's mental health. I think it would help my mental health of being able to yeah. go see a freaking movie in the movie theater again, going down to a restaurant again, things like that, which I'm, I'm all for going to see a Broadway show in the fall, all for that. Um, but as you know, I think it's one of the things where it's like, it's gotta be done in the right way. And in maybe opening up the floodgates, isn't the best way to do it, but Hey, you know, if, if I trust science, I trust the, I've been trusting the CDC the entire way forward. Why should yeah. I stop now? What do you think? Um, you know, Chris, you're right on. I mean, so I listen to, uh, meet the press every Sunday, uh, the podcast version. And, um, he had a great point cause he was on with the head of the CDC and he goes, why didn't you guys, before you just announce this, why didn't you give give a heads up to all the states, to like the governors or just like the head of like Congress or something, and say, hey, we're gonna be wheeling this out, or say, hey, when states hit by like fifty percent or sixty percent, then no masks, and it would give incentive to states to say like, hey, go get your vaccine, and we can take these freaking masks off. You know what I mean? Like, right. I thought that was just such. A great question. It was such a great idea. Here's the, here's the guy that runs Meet the Press. CDC woman, uh, no answer. Just no She deflected so bad. It was like, oh, yeah, we probably should have done that. And she, he was like, don't you think you kind of did this in reverse? Like, shouldn't we have said, guys, we hit 60% in America. Take these things off. It's spring break orgy time. Let's just go nuts. But lying and we have to trust people. And you know what, Chris? Here's the crazy thing. The people that we have to worry about lying are the people that didn't want to get the vaccines in the first place. All the people that got the vaccines will still wear masks. We're still like, eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> but the people without, they've just been waiting like crazy people. I don't know, Chris. It's just, I, I'm not going to lie. We've been going to more and more outdoor events because outdoor, I feel a little comfortable. You know what I mean? Like up here in central New York, though, there's not as many people, in, you know, as Long Island or Connecticut. Connecticut just seems right. like a zoo to me. Uh, it just seems like the pot, the state hasn't grown but it's grown in population. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Chris. I, I'm not going to lie. We've gone to a couple outdoor events this weekend. Uh, we had our masks on the whole time, except like when we ate. So, you know, I could see us kind of rocking that for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to, me and my family are going to Disney world in August uh, because we figured that would be a good time to go down. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, we were saying at the time, we'll see what happens with vaccinations and whatnot. But then we just saw yesterday that Disney World and Disneyland announced that you no longer have to wear a mask when you're outside while you're in the park. But when you're like in line and going into a ride, you have to put the masks on. And I'm like, why? Like that's if you're going to take the masks off at any point in the park, just take them off. Like, <laughs> like you know, you, whatever you're going to catch in the park outside, you're going to, you know, you've already caught it by the time that you get inside. So it yeah. doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Um, so that's, that was a little confusing. Like, because also the other thing is like half the, the rides, the lines are technically outside. So like, right. Teacups so are right, outside. Teacup, yeah. Teacups <laughs> are outside. Like ha haunted mansion. That line is outside. Yeah. So when I go into the haunted mansion, I got to put the mask on. When I go into space mountain, 
it just yeah, doesn't going, make sense. Yeah, you're going 50 miles per hour in Space Mountain. You got to put your mask on. It doesn't right. make sense. Yeah. And by the way, if I if by me putting the mask on when I get in there, I've already contracted the virus out while I'm outside. Yeah. So what the hell does the difference does it make? I'm that a Florida-based company would never is actually grow some balls and say, "How about you bring a vaccine card and we'll let you in and you can take your mask off all you want." There it is. How about that? The second casinos and amusement parks start saying that, that's the second that you know. All these gamblers start going, oh, shit, we got to get this vaccine. I got to hit those slots, gotta roll those dice. <laughs> you're going to love this because uh, we're here in Connecticut where we've got two casinos, Foxwoods and yeah. Wigan. The They're big, offering two of the biggest ones. Yeah. Two of the big ones. You can get your vaccination at the casino now. So you literally can walk in, get vaxxed, and go right back to the slot machine. You'll be, Do you'll like be fine. You like a free play thing. You know, like one of those free plays where you get like 10 bucks if you buy. People get vaccines all the time. $50 free play. You get the vaccine. You get the vaccine. Vegas, Vegas would make a killing in that regard. So, oh God. yeah, no, I agree. That's, the, I, that's I, what needs to happen. I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think it, it needs to be just one of those things of like either the masks are on or they're off. It can't be a halfway type of deal because it's just going to lead to issues and confusion yep. and silliness. So well, in, um, our, in, in our business and a lot of businesses up here, we're still following business guidelines. You go up to the convenience store, you still have to have a mask on. You know yep. what I mean? Nothing changed. Yep. You know, we're it's capitalism. That's why. You know, it doesn't matter what the government says. It really doesn't. People, the second a casino says you can't come in here, <laughs> that's the game or Rice Space Mountain. That's the second that people are going to get vaccinated. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah, You're 100% right. Um, well, I was actually going to talk about the same thing. But my question to you, Ben, was going to be like, yeah. what are just some of the things that you were really looking forward to doing this summer you know, once everybody's vaccinated? Like, what are some of the things on your, your lists of like, I'm going to do this? Because I haven't been able to do this in a year. Definitely a baseball game. Uh, yeah. I don't know about Fenway, but um, one of our local teams up here, um, the the Syracuse Mets. I uh, can't go. wait to go to that. Um, can't wait to go. Oh, Chris. Chris. The Renaissance Festival, buddy. Ooh, we nice. have one of the biggest Renaissance festivals in the country here. I'm talking about improv in Elizabethan speak, man. I'm talking about head you like theater? You're a giant nerd? Come on down to the Ren Fest. You're dressing up. Girls are dressing up. They have Viking weekend. They got, like, Scottish Scotsman weekend. Dude, it's nerd fest. And, like, all the actors, they walk up to you. Hello, milady. How are you doing on this day? And, oh, it's so great, dude. It's just, oh, man, dude. I can't wait for that. And it's all outdoors, so I think it's on. You know what I mean? Nice. I just can't nice. wait to have turkey legs and just run around. And they got jousting. Oh, oh. Say once you get into those games, man, that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Oh, like like the axe throwing and the yeah. ninja stars and stuff. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even How think about, about you, that. Man? Sense, man. What's on your What's on your bucket list? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I not not Renaissance fairs, but like those town like you know county fairs. Oh yeah, like those cool. are a lot of fun. Like being able to do that again is gonna be great. Um, going to going to just going out to dinner in in certain restaurants that we you know have been closed or, you know, uh, haven't been able to go to uh, because of COVID. Like, you know, um, Ben and I know this place, but, you know, in Middletown, uh, you know, where Wesleyan is, there's a whole stretch of Main Street with restaurants, things like that. Yep. Most of them have been closed for like a year. So they're all going to start opening up again, which is going to be great. Um, so just be able to do that kind of stuff. Obviously, going to Disney is going to be uh, a huge thing. Traveling again is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, going to the beach and not having to worry. Yeah. Oh. 
That's going to be right. awesome. Yeah, we have a local beach up here that's like on Oneida Lake. It's beautiful. Uh, we've gone to a couple movies in the theater. Uh, and let me tell you, that is, you know, up here we can do that. Like Connecticut's, you know, scary. But up here we've gone to a couple movies. It's been like us and like one couple. It's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Dude. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we'll see. But, yeah, no, I'm glad that we're starting to return to normalcy, which would be a good thing. So, um, all right, man, what do you got for your number three this week? All right, number three. Man, I – I told you I hit some movies up. So we went to the movies a couple times. See Godzilla versus King Kong. We went and saw that in the theaters. Um, I know that it's out on HBO, but I held off. You know, what I mean, I could see this movie being pretty good on the small screen, but let me tell you, this was an event movie. Nice. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm a movie nerd, right? I feel like I'm pretty good. I have a good eye when with CGI and effects and stuff. And I thought the effects in this movie were phenomenal. We're talking about. And you know me, I'm hypercritical of CGI. I get taken out of the movie. I'm like, oh, it was just all CGI. But there's no other way to do <laughs> King Kong and Godzilla besides rubber suits. You know what I mean? Right. So um, let me tell you, just the hair on Kong when it gets wet and just the movement, um, there are just major fights in it. I thought just the little the little kind of composition. And, and the VFX guys that do like the VFX react on YouTube, they actually did parts of this movie. And I'm like, Oh shit, I'm onto something. Cause they were like, the effects were unbelievable. This is like the peak of CGI as we know it, because the processing power. And they actually had an interview with the guy that made the movie and saying when that, when Kong smashes into a building, they actually filled every single office space with chairs, desks, uh, like lamps. So when he hits it, all those little pieces fall. So if you zoomed in, you could see like little desks breaking and pencil. I mean, oh, oh my God. And I'm like, what the hell? That's awesome. And they talked about how they did that. So they would like, they would run it once with the background, run it again with the buildings that are stagnant and then run it with your foreground stuff, like with Kong in this building and, and Godzilla in this building. So like they had to mat over and over and over and over again. Like just because if you were to process that much, there isn't a computer big enough to run that. Uh, simulation and it was just so wild the techniques they had to use in this um i thought it was a great great thrill ride um you know acting script we're not here for that you know what i mean what acting yeah (laughs) yeah but i thought you know it kept 10 o'clock or something like that so i thought that was great uh we went and saw that but chris i want to get this is a double double story so we went to the movie see that and then uh katie and i went for adult movie and we saw wrath of man with huh. Jason Statham, and it's a Guy Ritchie movie. When's the last time you heard Guy Ritchie and good movie in the same sense? You're about <laughs> right. to, buddy. So listen, just like how we were talking about, speaking of like British directors, we were talking about Christopher Nolan, right? Guy Ritchie has fallen from grace. I mean, you know, Nolan, you know, Tenet is one movie, right? Tenet, Christopher, Christopher Nolan's going to be back to bring the pain again, right? Guy Ritchie... He's uh, he hasn't made a good one in a while. Probably since like the second Sherlock one, maybe something like that. He made some bad choices. Yeah, he was with the Black Widow of creativity, Madonna, for a while, and so you know she just like. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so this movie, Statham, Guy Ritchie, crime thriller, crime mystery, gunfights, just going back to what he does good at. Now listen, okay. If you told me in 1999 with Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Barrels, I'm going to tell you Guy Ritchie, this guy, I was ready for him to make every movie known to man, and he's fallen from grace, okay? This one, 
I'm gonna I'm not gonna say he's back to form. I'm not gonna say he's copying himself, but I'm gonna say it was a solid crime thriller, solid mystery movie. Statham doing Statham. Um, there's there's one guy, um, uh, Holt Holt. Oh, what's his name? Holt McKaylin. I think his name is Holt McKaylin. And if you if you saw him, he he's a great little actor. He was in the movie called like Underdog, or he was in a show called Underdog, where he played the boxer on FX. Uh, wait, let me get his name. Hold on. Ah, Holt McKinley. Mc, oh man, I can't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me let me pull up, let me pull up this image. Can you see it? Oh yeah, yep, I can see it. That guy. Oh, that yep. guy. He's from uh, My yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Yes, yes, my. Oh yeah, that's right. So great at love him. He is fabulous in this movie. He actually carries like most of the movie. Josh Hartnett's great in the movie. Ooh, um, Scott okay. Eastwood's in it. Just the supporting cast of this movie was phenomenal. They gave him stuff. And then um, what's his name? Donovan from uh, Burn Notice. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he is just doing his Burn Notice thing. He was fabulous. It was so the movie's filled with tons of that guy. You know what I mean? Like, nice. yeah. And then Statham is just doing Statham the whole time. Guy Ritchie. It's actually a pretty complex plot for just an action thriller, like a kind of a whodunit. Um, let me tell you, we were entertained. Us and the other couple in the theater, <laughs> we looked over at him. I was like, I give the thumbs up to the dude. He's like, freaking awesome. So <laughs> high recommendation for this one. Not high recommendation, but recommendation for this one. Um, go be entertained. But let me tell you, I think these would be as good at home. You know, it's all about going to the movies to see these. Chris, are you... Are you excited for anything coming out to go to the movies to see? I know there's a bunch of on the docket. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got a bunch of Marvel stuff coming out, which I think is going to be in the theater. Um, yeah, Black Widow, Black Widow yeah. coming out. Yep. So looking forward to that. Um, then I saw today there's a trailer for um, a new GI Joe movie called GI oh. Joe Snake Eyes, oh, which man. actually looks pretty good. And I was like, <laughs> all right, like this has been the year of like where like the dumb action movie has been the most entertaining thing. Godzilla versus Kong. You know, that's a good example. Mortal Kombat. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Like yeah. give me dumb action movies and I'm there. And, um, you know, I, those are the things I'm looking forward to. And then like, you know, I, the, the next conjuring movie, I'm looking forward to being back in the theater again. So yeah. There's like some I, movies. There's some horror. You got conjuring, um, three, then you have um, Spiral, the Chris Rock song movie that's coming out. Yep. And then A Quiet Place 2. We're going to go hit yeah. those. So I'll have my full reviews for those coming up. I can't wait that's for those, awesome. buddy. Like, I can't I, wait, you man. know what? And They got to stick to that formula. Just like Guy Ritchie needs to stick to this formula, the movies need to stick to this formula. Horror movies, dumb action movies, Marvel movies. That's it. Just, that's it. just rock on that. Make your money. And then, you know, put the Oscar movies on Netflix and we'll be all set. You know, we'll Nomadland. Nomad Land could be on Hulu. I don't need to go see that in the theater. I mean, I, <laughs> Francis, I know you're like, go to the theater, see my movie, but I, it's not like there was like sweeping vistas. I mean, there were, but there's a giant trailer in the way. I mean, it's <laughs> right, right. Uh, Just get the trailer out of the way and the poop bucket out of the way, and then I could see this expansive, you know, America. I love it. You know, just yep. go poop in the bucket over there so I can see this mountain range. All right. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, my, for my third one, really simply, I mean, yeah, with the announcement that all these things are returning, we got the announcement last week that Broadway is going to be coming back. Oh, yeah, Chris. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, Argus, so what's the official announcement? What's what? What's the inside scoop you got, bro? The, <laughs> so uh, officially, um, the shows are going to start coming back the weekend of September 14th. Uh, that is the earliest. Uh, that's the earliest date we've had 
announced so far. Now, that was before the CDC decided to lift their mask mandates. So it that might even change. They might even be back earlier than September 14th. We'll see. But, you know, these casts have to go back. They have to rehearse. They have to be vaccinated and all that stuff. So there's a lot of things that, that have to take place to get these things ready. But, yeah, September 14th and then throughout the rest of the fall into the winter, all these shows are going to be coming back. And then we're going to get the new shows that were supposed to open last year. Those are right. coming, and my God, some of them sound awful, so I can't wait for those to, to be, come back. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, no, we started to see this rollout, um, and there are certain shows that you know a lot of people are excited about, like the Hamiltons and the Wicked's and the Lion Kings of the world. Um, but you know, there's also shows that you know. what's interesting is since they've been closed, have kind of faced some problematic things in their you know, wild – during their hiatus. Oh, I've so, been I've been reading on your blog all the time yeah. all these things. I'm like, oh, yeah. that guy too. Cool. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting of this atmosphere when we come back because, like, you know, like a musical like Jagged Little Pill, which is based, you know, the, the Alanis Morissette album. Um, this was supposed to be like the woke musical where they thought of like yeah. they tried to think of everything and try to be the most evolved thinking representation musical. And then they screwed it up where they had this character that was trans non-binary in the previews. And then the woman who played the role is a cis female actress who then got them to change the part to become a cis female role. And that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, especially because the person that understudies the role is a trans non-binary person. So it just, yeah, it was this awful thing. What's the understudy? What what are they? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a it's a it's What's an act, it's a performer by the name of Ezra Menace who, uh, you know, who actually they they were like the person that the role was basically written for. Yeah, and then they changed it to assist female. It's like, and that just obviously like everybody just went nuts over it as they should because it's stupid decision uh, on the producer's part. Who's playing, so who's playing the uh, Dave Coulier character? <laughs> Couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. The cross-eyed bear. Oh, God. (laughs) He's got to be on the the stage, right? (laughs) Does he play himself? Was it it officially Dave Coulier? Yeah. Uncle Joey. That's what that song's about. That's going to be the... I mean, you know, if you're writing a biopic, I mean, you got like the first act is here, goes down a little, and then it goes up a little, and then it goes down. Oh, Dave Coulier. It's got... (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. So how do you get away from that song? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Wait, it's, uh, Chris, wait, wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Speaking of like based on songs, uh, uh isn't there a Neil Diamond uh show? Did that come out already? Or no, was it's it supposed it's, to- it's it's just in development at this point. It's gonna open up in Chicago next year though. Um What's it called? So we'll see. I don't know, Forever Blue Jeans. Yeah, I don't that's know. what I was gonna <laughs> say. Forever Blue Jeans or uh <laughs> if Sweet I swear Cameron. to God. If it's called Forever in Blue Jeans, like they owe us a dollar. Like that's yeah. But here's yeah. the problem with Neil Diamond. Like he's ruined because of that Will Ferrell sketch on SNL. He's ruined. He's ruined. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote this song after I hit a drifter to get an erection. <laughs> How about he's ruined after he remade the jazz singer and he had blackface in it? How about that? How about that scene? You ever seen that scene? It is oh, ridiculous. God. Like listen, <laughs> all that. right. Al Jolson, say what you will. It's the 1920s. What are you gonna do? It's the first talkie. What you know? What are you gonna do? And it's do? it's actually com. You know, it's commenting on uh, what do you call it? minstrel shows? You know what I mean? Right. So it's mm-hmm. commenting on things that took place 40 years ago. So you're like, okay, you know what I mean? Not a movie that you would make now, 
right? But in the jazz singer <laughs> by Neil Diamond, he goes blackface. It's like 1980. It's it's not that old. It's no. it's like I was I was alive. I was alive. It was like, and he wears black. No reason. He just fills in and plays. I don't know what's going on. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm right so, there with I, you. You can't you can't get away. Yeah. I mean, maybe the musical's about him, you know, saying I made a mistake. That'd be interesting. You know what I mean? Maybe probably not though. Probably not. <laughs> it's probably about probably. blue jeans. It's- <laughs> I mean, we're getting a whole slew of these jukebox musicals that are coming out this year. I mean, we've got a, a Michael Jackson one that's gonna be opening up in December. That's still going on. It's still gonna happen. Uh oh, which, no. I, I yeah, seriously I don't know about you, Chris. Uh one of my coworkers, and he's totally right on this, like I just turn them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Spotify playlist, Pandora, or ne- hey, Google next song. You know, I, I'm, I'm done. I gotta go. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, and then we're getting a Britney Spears musical. Um, Are we getting a share one too? That's that's already been out. Oh. <laughs> that already came out and went. So we're oh, you know good. Like, that did good. Good lord. Um. So yeah, we're getting all these jukebox musicals, which. You know, if you're someone who loves these things, great. And they, they, they keep the business moving. But, yeah. you know, from a creative standpoint, it's like probably could do better. But, uh, but yeah, Broadway's coming back in all of its glory. Hopefully they've made some changes to the way they do their business. We'll see. So, uh, you know, obviously check up. You know, the real reason I wanted to bring this up was that, you know, because the, the industry yeah. is blowing back up, our blog is going to be blowing back up soon with content. So yeah. just be on the lookout for that because we're going to have a lot of uh, hot takes about these uh, shows and guys, you know, for people out there that are, uh, you know, theater like novices or just kind of like a casual theater fan, your blog, your blog, Chris, I got to pay you some props. Your blog is great. It's, 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 it's digestible for people. You don't have to be like super ultra theater. Like, you know, he was third course member from the right in last year's performance of like, you don't have to be like in the know, like you can, it's good stuff, dude. It's readable. It's great. It's, it's, it. it's really for the casual fan. And, you know, I think for people that if you're someone who loves Broadway, yeah. loves community theater, loves high school theater, you're going to find stuff on our blog that's going to interest you. So um, that's what it's all about. But thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, let's go YouTube in, my friend. Let's do it. Oh, oh, Chris, do you want to describe what YouTube is for the people at home? Oh, my gosh. This is your first time watching this uh, podcast. What Ben and I actually do is basically go on YouTube Talk about some of the fun things that we're, we're watching, some of the interesting things, some of the revolting or shocking things sometimes, uh, depending upon it. But um, yeah, and and bring them to to this. So actually what we might do, Ben, um, given that this is video now, oh. uh, I might try on the post-prod. Let me see if I can cut together and splice in maybe some of these videos. Picture. Or at least yeah. a picture of it or something. Yeah. Some of these videos that we're talking about. So yeah. So hit me, man. What have you been, what have you been watching this week? I got a couple, okay, um, but I want to get to like one main one. So um, let's do, let's just do two. I have so many because it's been a minute. So um, I want to talk about on Vice. They have a show called One Star Reviews, and I got way into this. I think I sent you like this guy. What's his name? Taji, I think his name is. Yep. He he is so awkward, and that's what makes the show great. Like if I was doing One Star Reviews. It doesn't. It wouldn't be funny. He is so. Um, I liked a couple. Uh, Yelp's worst-rated plastic surgeon. That one was so outrageous, and he had all the product out there, the Botox. He's like, "Look, it's good." Like, and 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 look at like I get and you get the manufacturer's product. Oh my god, it was so awkward and weird. 
And then um, I've watched them all, Chris. I watched them all. The massage one was great. Love that one. And then um, what was one that you you recommended to me? I forget which one you like text me. There's two. There's uh, one where he goes to the one star buffet, the one star Chinese buffet. Oh, oh, with his buddy, the the rapper from Long yeah. Island or something. I don't know. <laughs> which is great. And then there's yeah, another one great. where he's like. The title of the video is great. It's Abandoned by the Captain of Yelp's Worst Rated Fishing Voyage. <laughs> you got to see this guy. You got to see the captain. He's like, oh, I haven't looks, watched that one. I haven't watched that one yet. It's 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 awesome. So I watched the, the driving lesson one where the woman just takes off out of the car. Did you see that one? <laughs> she runs out of the car and he goes like. <laughs> and she was like, he was like, I guess she was late for her next appointment. She runs back to the office and I'm like. Like it leaves him in the car. <laughs> All right, so I love that whole show. I think there's like 24 of them. Ever, it's it's just pure gold, pure YouTube gold. Love it. I've just been going through them. But the video I really want to talk about. It's another Vice video. Like I just stumbled upon like Vice. Like yeah. I know Vice has great content as far as like real news and stuff. I love their show on HBO. Um, but there's um there's one Chris if you can see it. It's the story of it wasn't me by Shaggy. It's 26 <laughs> minutes. That is so fabulous. Nice. Um, just a fascinating story how the song almost wasn't put on the album. Like they didn't oh. think it was strong enough. And like, and all right, say what you will about early 2000s Shaggy, you know, but that song is huge. That song was everywhere in America. And to think that almost wasn't even put on the album. They had to sneak it in like the, the, um, Company, the record company said, no, I don't, I don't think it's a good song. Like that song is catapulted Shaggy into superstar because it was like his second hit. Just amazing, Chris. So those are my two uh, recommended Vice videos. Get on the Vice videos. They're great. I love it. I love yeah. it. Good stuff, man. Um, I got two videos for you real quick, and they're actually just singular videos. They're not like, you know, part of a larger channel, but I definitely want people to check them out. In case you didn't know, Disney is starting to open up a bunch of new things on their their parks, um, one of which is called the Avengers Campus, which is going to be kind of like what they did with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but they're going to do it with Avengers. And they released some of the images and descriptions of some of the rides that it, are in attractions that will be part of this. It's incredible. So if you get a chance, go check out the videos. I don't want to spoil too much because yeah. I want people to go see it. Yep, that yeah. one exactly. Yep. And um, yeah, Holy like snap, there's, there's going to be a Spider-Man ride. Um, there's going to be a bunch of stuff. So it looks, it looks incredible. And so obviously if you're planning on going to Disney in the next two, three years, you're going to be seeing some, some wild and wacky stuff um, there as well. Um, the other thing I want to throw out there, um, actually, I guess it is part of a channel, but uh, I want you to check out this guy. His name is Brian Kelly spelled just like that. Brian, just like the Notre Dame football coach, Brian okay, Kelly. I was just going to say, yeah. um, he, he is the creator of a website called, uh, the points guy, which uh, for people that are business travelers like myself, this is like the you know must go to site. He's six seven. He's a gigantic <laughs> dude. Oh, um, he looks huge. This yeah. picture of him, he looks giant. He's got a very interesting story. This guy, kind of like onstage blog in a way, where it's like he was working for I think it was either Merrill Lynch or one of the big like firms, and he would travel all the time for work. So he just started a blog about like what travel, like travel tips on like how to enhance your credit points and how to get more miles and bang for your buck and things like that. And then it turned into this like organically, it just kind of blew up. And 
Um, wow. And he quit. He qu- ended up quitting his job. He ended up actually selling the blog for like millions of dollars, and now just does it like as like a part time thing for himself. But he does some great YouTube videos of his travel. And what I love most about it is he breaks down like, like you know, hey, if you're gonna go to this place, stay at this lounge, go here, yeah. go there. They're really good travel tips. And he does some like every now and then when he when he's flying first class in like a really nice airline, he does some really great in depth tours about like what the perks are and stuff like that. So again, it's it's it would it's interesting. It's like you you wouldn't think it would be helpful because if especially if you're like a just a casual traveler for business. But it, it really is because it helps, huh. it helps you navigate through airports and things like that. So to anybody out there that travels for work or, or even travels multiple times throughout the year, um, check out the Points Guide. Check out Brian Kelly's YouTube channel because he's got some great videos. But the one I, I was looking at, he's he's giving like a first-class tour of uh, Singapore Airlines, and it is ridiculous. You what do get, you mean? Like, like ridiculous good? Like ridiculous good. Like you get oh. your own like – sweet almost like you know how you like you know in like first class train cars when you like you pull open the thing and you're oh, yeah. get this whole trip it's yeah. like that but on a plane and there's like tvs in there you can fold out a bed you get this like these ridiculous like five-star meals um there's like a, if you go upstairs in the airplane there's like a bar there's like a lounge singapore. you can go into what? singapore airlines so um check it out uh it's it's ridiculous yeah it's uh Man, yeah. man, Singapore's got that, and then America's got fucking LaGuardia. <laughs> exactly. Didn't you just post something? Weren't you just at LaGuardia? You're like, this place sucks or something like that. JFK. 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 <laughs> I was in JFK, and it, it was a pain in the ass. So nature is healing. <laughs> ah. Oh god, it's such a pain in the ass. So yeah, no, it's like yeah. There's only been two things that like you know I agree with Donald Trump on, and it was like he was like, you know what, one. Like, I think he was about to get elected. He's like, you know what? The first thing we got to do, fix these goddamn airports. I'm like, all right. I'm on. I'm on. I got you, buddy. Like, I was like, this guy's smart. <laughs> that's it. And then he lost. And then, and then, and then, and then four then, years. And then that's it. And then that was it. I was like, he never did anything with it. Nope, I was like, never if he did just anything ran on that ticket, if he ran on that ticket, I might have voted. I was like, yeah, fix these goddamn airports. But like, <laughs> sign says, vote Trump. Fix these goddamn airports. And be like, that guy knows what he's talking about. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Oh. Um, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Ben, do you have anything else real quick before we go? Oh, man. Hey, things are opening back up. Everyone stay safe out there. Follow all your guidelines. Um, get the get the vaccine in your arm, bro. And uh, so hopefully our kids can get it, get them before next fall. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And um, we'll all be safe. We'll go, you know, baseball is great. Show you Otani. Love the man so much, but he cranked a two-run homer over Petsky Pole and beat the Red Sox single-handedly the other day. So, um, guy's a beast. He has 12 home runs on the year. He's pitching. At, just watch some baseball, guys. Baseball is yeah. up and running, and it's beautiful. So go to a game. You know, get outside. Go play. My kid's playing Little League. Just love. I love, I love the sport so much. So that's 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 my that's my two cents. Get out. Even though I just talked to you about 80 movies that I watched over the weekend. I love it. I love it. And folks, I mean, obviously you can find this podcast and all of our podcasts on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network at onstageblog.com and also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So check us out. Give us a like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And also go to our Facebook page because now we're now that we're doing videos, uh, we're going to do some really fun stuff up there. So we'll see yeah. how it goes yeah. on that end. But uh, Ben, thank you so much, man. Thanks, bro. That was awesome. All right, folks. We'll see you right here next week at Desperately Seeking Entertainment.